Okay, ready? Oh, yeah, you sound extra raspy. Oh, great. Welcome to the Raspy Rundown. I'm the mom, Debbie Belushi. And I'm her daughter, Alexandra Belushi. And we're classy, sassy, and kind of funny. And we don't even know it. (laughs) Welcome back to the Raspy Rundown. Yes, Alexandra, I'm here finally in Miami. Yes. Live in the flesh. Yes. Podcast. Oh, this is, yes, we are in person in Florida. And today we have a very special guest with us. She is a best selling author, a psychic, a life coach, Ms. Morgan Field. Hello. So excited to be here and in person with you, beautiful ladies. Thank yes. You so thank you so much. I'm so happy to be doing this, the three of us. Yeah. And that it could work for all of us based on our busy schedules. And this right. is our first time having a guest in person for both of us together. So this is so exciting for the rest of your rundown. Yes, hope to do more of this, right? right? So Morgan, why don't you talk a little bit about your background and the work you do? Sure. So I am an intuitive life coach. So I take in tandem ever since I was a little child, I've always been able to have this extra communication with beings that are beyond this human realm that you can see, touch, feel. Um, and so, I took that in tandem with my life coaching and I put them together. And so basically what I do is it's like a super powered life coaching, right? Where it's like, okay, where do you actually want to go in life? What is getting in your way? And then how do we navigate through all of the blocks and all of the obstacles to get you where you actually want to go? And more importantly, to get you to become and step into the beingness of a version of you, you really love being and having as a, the secret sauce, right? Having that extra layer of divine wisdom and information and intuition about the body or about your energy or about what's going on. And it just helps really expedite the process. So I've seen a lot of people who've done work with coaches or therapists, et cetera, say, come to do one session with me and say, oh my God, that took 10 years with someone else. Right. What took one hour took 10 years with someone else. And it's just because of all the extra layers of intuition that go into it. Right. And I do feel like you mentioned the body. There are so many different ways to connect with the universe and things that are trying to be told to you. And you did mention before, if you want to mention, you know, mom broke her toe, as we all, we all know. We all know. I, I, uh, <laughs> over, over, yes, we exhausted that topic, but you hit your toe. I hit my toe and I also, and I do feel Morgan, like I'm a big believer in things happening all the time, all around me. And the way I looked at the toe being broken is I was a figure skater. I've never in my life broken anything. And if you remember back when we first started our first podcast, it was the flight from hell. The day I met you, something happened on that flight that created content for me. And again, I look and I reflect back at the toe and I think, wow, that was another topic for our podcast. And so coming from that point of view, I wonder if it's not a coincidence um, and well, you hit it. So yeah. again, and then Morgan, you had said that that type of injury, your body telling you, yeah, there, there, first of all, there are no coincidences in life. Okay. And I, I really okay. wish people could understand this. This is something that comes through over and over and over again in sessions when I'm channeling spirit guides is they're like humans, there are no coincidences. Every single thing, every single thing is in service to you, including you hitting your toe and understanding that every single part of our body is a different message for us. So it's this metaphysical connection, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a book by Louise Hay called Heal Your Body. And in that book, 
She talks about the toe being your connection to helping you understand that there are probably things that you're overthinking in life, that you're essentially sweating the small stuff, right? 100%, because that's me. I'm always, my mind's always analyzing and worrying and overthinking a lot of things in my life. Also coming from a background, my father was a psychiatrist, I was a social worker, so my brain tends to be in that, you know, mindset. And that's exactly yeah, it. it's the over-functioning of the mind. And the mind is such a beautiful divine tool to serve us. Right. But we've gotten to a space in the human conditioning where actually what's happening is our mind is running us okay. and instead of serving us, right? And so it's this call to the collective to say, hey, get out of your head, get back into your heart, get back into your own inner world, your inner inner self-discovery, right. your inner self-awareness slow down so whenever you your foot is damaged and you have to wear something that's physically going to slow you down it is a spiritual message to slow down slow wow. down your life get back i just wish morgan i could have had a, a different message in a different way <laughs> one well, main takeaway for wearing one of her 200 pairs of shoes <laughs> okay but, <laughs> but, no, but there's a reason but the, no but this is what's so beautiful and so divine is <laughs> okay so I'm, I'm just gonna open a channel here right but it's um humans all think that they believe they believe that they would like to think that or right so it's yes. like you're like can't it come in another way and there were probably easily hundreds of yes. messages that came oh, through and they tried to send that you ignored i ignored yeah right so yes. then it's like okay you're not going to listen so we're going to go to the body and we're going to mandate the slowdown got it and so that's what happens oftentimes when we have illness or we get labeled with different diseases or ailments, or it's literally just a conversation. The body is trying to connect with you to teach you something. There's another book. So I can't recall the right. exact name of it. It's like ailments. Um, oh crap. I wonder if I can give it to you uh, yeah. and you could put it in the notes of the podcast. But there's another book that I just recently found that my body worker and massage therapist gave me that is unbelievable. And it actually talks about different ailments and what each ailment or disease means to your a mental, emotional psychology. Wow. And therefore you can actually do the work inside out. You can actually wow. you can say, okay, inside. yes, exactly. So we are so conditioned inside of the human experience to believe that the answers are outside of us or that what we want, need, that we're seeking externally, right? But really, and I watched you do this, Alexandra, right? It's like when you started doing your inner work, uh -huh. we had this conversation on a different um, call, right? Like right. when you did your inner work is when it really started transforming and expanding. So it's actually a call to go inward. Completely. Okay. It really is. And not just the body, but also when I consciously put forth an effort to better myself or do the work, then you also see things in a more positive way. Like for example, journaling, like I journal my manifestations every single day and I really want to be an entertainment reporter. I try to speak as if I am going to be one. I want to go to LA. So I really take the time every day. Like I have dozens of pages to write down those manifestations as if I'm living them or what I know I will do. And I always feel so much better after as if like I can visualize it. I can see those things happening. And then it motivates me to go on and do things like throughout my day to make that career happen and that goal happen. But I have a question too. Like when people do that positivity work, you still have to then put, put it into action. Put it into action. So, but if somebody's negative or worried, 
Does that mean if you have that thought, it's going to happen unless you counter it with positivity? Like in other words, the other day, this is so silly. Well, I one thing I will say is I, I heard somewhere that if you put anything into the universe, it will hear that. So if you keep saying, I don't want this, I don't want this, it doesn't decipher whether you're saying you don't or you do. It's going to hear the things that you keep thinking about and putting out there. And those things could happen to you in one way or another. Ask us. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the other day. Which, yeah, it was so random, but I was like, wow, I haven't had a sore throat it, when I got to Miami in like over a year. And now I did not come wood because I'm superstitious. I don't know. Again, we can talk about superstition. I did not come wood. We were in the car and literally Morgan, I'm sitting here with like congestion and a sore throat. I haven't had this for over a year. Yeah. And I said it out of the blue to Vinny. I didn't say I don't want to have a sore throat where I'm so happy. I just said, wow, I haven't had one. And I let it go. And now, like, literally, I'm you woke up with one. What do you last two days? I've had a sore throat. Now, what could be someone else who's not a believer could say, well, you're in Florida, there's allergies, yeah. you're staying in a hotel. I'm wondering what your take on, like, did I putting things I, out there? Did to I, the say, I don't want a sore throat. No, well, you okay. Yeah. So, so just a little, you know, neuro pathway, you know, neuro pathway okay. hack, if you will, or okay. like a little life hack um, is in when you say something, if you, if you do speak something into verbalized existence that you realize is not something you would want to manifest, you can playfully say, you know what? Delete, delete. Oh, Cause then you're saying to your mind, like as if we're computer software program, no, I'm going to delete that line I just created and giggle as you say it. Okay. And it cleanses the energy and then figure out like, what might you like to, what would you like to write on that script instead? And just be like, oh my gosh, I love that you know, I'm so hydrated and I yes. have such a, such a smooth feel in my body and my throat, my voice, and I'm thriving and I'm grateful for that. Okay. And it starts to change the vibration. So actually, Alex, as you were talking about the manifestation and writing out your journals, what I watched in your energy field as you were doing it uh -huh. is I, I started to see like you're activating codes, you're activating new information inside of your own vortex, inside of your own consciousness, inside okay. of your own body. And what Science is starting to catch up mm -hmm. uh, way later than all of the divine, awakened, spiritual, intuitive, and psychic individuals have been saying for since the beginning of time, is that your biology is activated by your consciousness, by your belief. So if you're writing out every day that which you desire to experience, to achieve, to acquire, etc then your biology starts to, your cells, literally the cells in your body begin to turn off anything that's not in alignment with that and turn on everything that is. So your neural pathways start getting reworked. The physical, literally, and I'm getting goosebumps, literally the physical body shifts. Yeah. It changes your genetic makeup. I was thinking like the, the not chemistry, I can't think of the, yeah, but the yeah. Epigenetics, the epigenetics, right? Yeah. And so what happens is it's understanding we as humans have so much more power over the creation of our life, mm -hmm. our existence, our body, than we are giving ourselves permission to experience. And it does come down to, you, you made a good point. It does come down to some people are skeptical. Right. Um, and that's okay. It's just, I, I have a feeling in the next 10 years, it's going to be very hard for people to continue to be skeptical, especially because people who are skeptics need proof and science, which is what most skeptics go to for proof and validity is starting to catch up. Right. So I feel like the question I would pose is why wait until you have proof 
or or for science to give you permission to be empowered and in the driver's seat of your dreams and your life right and understanding also the mass consciousness the human conditioning the 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 world that wants us to work for someone else because it'll serve someone else um you know of course they don't want you to be empowered and i just mean the collective they of like whoever created this idea that like okay one percent of the population is going to thrive and everyone else is going to work for us you know and and so it's that's going to start to shift and change and for me personally i want to be a pioneer you know i'm Mm -hmm. not going to wait for permission Right. right Do you believe that your destiny is already written out or do you think choices you make along the way or do you think there is a destiny but there's so many different routes to get to that one destiny like I I always go back and forth I hear so many things about that I don't know what to think it's such a great question um humans like to believe in either or Mm -hmm. right it's just like the the mental construct we're so taught to believe either or right but it feels like it's an and Uh it feels like there are points of predestiny right where you know maybe I knew a soul in another lifetime so Teddy actually my dog is a great example of that um when I met him I bent down to him and I started crying and I said oh I know you okay so it feels like such divine destiny for this being to be in my life and there are people places things beings that we encounter and we have those experiences and I personally feel like those are these predestined beautiful magnetism events that bring us right. to, to something on our path that's going to be so soulfully awakening. And I believe that there are, it's like um, the analogy I'm seeing is if you have a glass vase and you put these, these rocks and then you fill it with sand and it's like, sure, there are these rocks, these like bigger chunks that are, yes, you're, you're meant to be in this space or in this place in this time or meet this person. And you get to create um, the vision I'm seeing is like the colors of the sand and the swirl and the pattern, right? So it's really, it's your art. And it, I feel like you're co-creating with the universe, um, but we have so much more creative freedom and understanding that every single rock inside that metaphor is in service to you. So those are also the things that are the heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. Those are the failures. Those are the things that didn't go the way that we planned, but really are just rerouting us to a more expansive, majestic experience. That makes so much sense. Well, I, love that. I think of my dog who's 14 years old. When I got my Shih Tzu, I got him from a breeder in Arkansas, but the way I, I got him was I went to a local pet store to look at and talk about Havanese. And he said, oh, Shih Tzus are a great breed to get. That night, I'll never forget, I went home and researched. And I don't know how, but found this breeder randomly in Arkansas and found Jojo. And like, it was like just the best thing. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a planned thing. It didn't, you know, for me, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to go look for a dog in Arkansas. Right. I just somehow started researching after he said chitsus and I stopped looking at Avenues. And then that night I found my dog. Yeah. It's, we're so, this was one of the things we started talking about before we even hit record. It's like, we're so used to going to the mind and mm-hmm. the logic. The logic behind it to try yeah. to reason why that happens. Versus just surrendering. Accepting it's like a it. melt yeah. and going, what you just said is so powerful, right? It's like, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know how I didn't even know or why. And I just, it's like, it's following the thread. So in that same tandem is, um, Teddy, when I 
I just, I felt this awakening about maybe, maybe like four or five days before I got him. I felt this awakening and this pull and this call and, you know, I'm an open channel. So I heard this guidance. It's time to get a being to come be with you. And it's going to be very different than your last experience. We want a being to be with you 24 seven. That's really going to help you understand the energy and alchemy inside of overstimulation and anxiety and really use this to serve the world. And I said, okay, so I, um, I was going to go to, uh, a place and then two or three different people mentioned a different place the same one yeah the same place two or three different wow. people mentioned the same place it was different than what i had on my radar and i said i'm gonna surrender okay oh. yeah so so we get messages and wisdom from our guides in repetition oh. okay so it's like okay doesn't make logical sense yeah. but it it's some sort of guidance i'm just gonna sure sure why not right i'm right. just gonna go so i ended up um, scheduling, I was going to go on Monday. I woke up Monday, didn't really feel pulled and uh, got a little busy and said, okay, you know, maybe tomorrow if I feel pulled, cause I'm really big on honoring energy, right? Energy never lies. And so Tuesday I woke up and I heard go right now. Wow. I go there. I, this place had, you know, at least a hundred different kennels with dogs in it. They call it like the dog mall. It's a rescue place, but, um, and you, you walk through and I couldn't really get a read. I'm an animal communicator, so I yeah. can actually connect with and communicate with channels, but I couldn't get every channel was kind of staticky and, and hard to communicate with the animals until I got to Teddy. And um, like I said, when I saw him, I, I bent down, I started crying. I said, I knew him. And when I looked at his paperwork, he had been returned. He was a, um, a return. So someone had gotten him from rescue and returned him. He had been returned the day before. Oh my goodness. And, and so, you wouldn't have been there? So I, had I gone earlier on the day, he processed, but not available. Not only would he have not been available, but depending on the time, he yeah. wouldn't have been physically there while I was there. Wow. So he's right? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and so it's just, it's just knowing that this is just a metaphor and a microcosm right. of pay attention to repetition, pay attention to when someone's like, oh, have you heard of this book to read? And you're like, wow, three people this week told me about this book. Maybe I should read the <laughs> yeah. book, you know, or wait until you break a toe. Right. I mean, so you did mention energy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, can you feel our energy yeah. right now? And what do you feel like? And how does energy work? Right. Because how can you, I know, right? You're I probably, it's probably like, I mean, you know, based on my videos. And, I know, I, but oh, how do you like attract the energy you put out all of those things? Like, cause I feel like there have been times where I put out a certain energy and I have attracted people from that energy back who I've then like cut ways with when I started doing my own work to have yeah. other energy. Mm. Okay. So Energy is the language of, and again, I'm just channeling the majority of this, right? So energy is the language of the universe. Energy is the language of actually communication with all beings. Mm -hmm. And if you watch a child, they are very intuitive with this language. Right. Okay. But ironically, what happens is, is as we learn more logical things in the education system and learn actual right. verbal communication and language that is whatever our language of origin is, we begin to, as almost like a side effect, we begin to disconnect from being sentient beings that can feel into the vibration of each other and use that as information for discernment, not judgment, right. literally just to observe and discern who's in alignment with us. Right. Okay? 
the cool thing about animals that I love, and it's why I, one of the many reasons I love working with animals is they never lost that. They're, they don't have the ego part of the mind right. going, right. well, but what if, and maybe not, and am I overthinking this? And they're, they're what not. What would this person think and what? Yes, they don't have that layer. So, you know, you can be walking down the street with a dog and very quickly within 10, 20, 30 feet, they know if they like that human, if they like that dog, mm-hmm. right? And it's, they're not judging, they're just discerning. Right. It's just, it's, an, it's like an energy scan and an energy read and being like, does this feel in alignment with me, yes or no? Right. Um, and so, God, I wish more humans would reactivate this. Actually, that's a lot of what I do in the work that I do. It's helping people reclaim the power within to be able to unapologetically feel their way through life because also here's what happens right so say um i scan your energy Mm -hmm. and i can feel that you're uh well let's not your i'll I'll actually tell you guys a a quick energy read for both of you so let's do an example of someone else let's say let's say the three of us are out somewhere and there's a, a person who comes up to talk to us without even thinking, this isn't something I'm logically doing. This is just, it's just like a natural thing. I'm going to scan the vibration and I can kind of feel like maybe I feel that that person has, um, a lot of judgment activated in their energy profile. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging their judgment. I'm observing it and understanding that doesn't feel good to me. Right. But what happens is, is humans then take it to the next layer that creates us breaking our connection with energy where we go, but I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want her to feel judged or left out. I don't. And instead of me just feeling into the energy and allowing energy to be what it is, I start to try to make this experience something different than what it is. Or, or as an example, like I could be dating someone and, um, ignoring their energy because mm-hmm. I'm in overriding it with, well, I don't want them to feel bad if we're not in alignment. So I'm going to continue experiencing this with this person, even though I know, and I can feel in my bones that there's not an alignment. Right. Um, and so it's just, it's like this extra layer of information that is available to us. And it just requires us to what your toe is telling you to do to slow down yeah. And to be in the present moment, to get out of the head and actually be connected to what's going on in the body. Right. And to feel into it. And um, it, it's also really cool because alignment is not, it's not this static all or nothing, one thing. It's, it's, it's not something that stays the same. Okay. Right. So like as an example, um, I've watched your energy field expand quite significantly okay. from when I first met you. Okay. Like, it feels like you've melted. It feels like, well, ironically, the toe slowed you down, right? But it feels like, it feels like you have melted a little bit more where it feels like you've gone on a little, I don't know what's happened for you between the last time we saw each other and now, but it feels like you have allowed yourself to really um, go into more of a space of like the language I'm hearing is like a little bit more chill mode. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so it doesn't mean that before, Right. you were out of alignment or it was bad right. or right. There's no, there's no label. There's no judgment. It just means like, Oh, it's observing and going, wow, she's really melted. Right. And so it's it, also, you can meet someone once not feel in alignment. You can meet them another time and feel in alignment. So this is where, or you can date someone for three years and be in alignment. And all of a sudden you grow, Alex, you just said that you grow mm-hmm. and then you're not in alignment anymore. Like 
And instead of taking it so personal, if we could just go, ah, oh, this is just energy right. giving me information that this chapter has closed. Right. Right. Because sometimes people take things too personal. Yeah. Like sometimes, like, like what you said with the waitress or waiter. I think I definitely take things too personally yeah, sometimes. Like, and always do. overthinking, obviously, like. But sometimes I, I think it depends on the situation. Because sometimes I might be somewhere and the person that's working in the store or whatever is just not nice. And I'm like, that's them. That's not me. Yeah. But then I might think, oh, well, if it was someone else, maybe they would be nicer to that person. But then sometimes other times I'm just like, Yeah, but if no, your energy doesn't align, you don't have to keep going forward in no, that communication. Just, but yeah. you keep yourself separate and just be like, that's their issue. They're the one with the issue. I know where I stand. I know because other people, yeah. one person might say, wow, you know, I wish I had your energy. And then someone else might be turned off by it. So here, even in your language, right? So yeah. our language tells right. on our, our mind, right? So the neuro-linguistics, neuro, um, right. NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, right? It essentially talks about that whatever words come out of our mouth right. are telling on what's going in our mind, okay? Right. So you're using, not purposely, right. not consciously, you're using labeling language. What it means is that internally, there's some kind of layer filter of judgment on it, right? Okay. Oh, they're not nice that equals bad. Right. This is not intentional. This is what I'm saying. Right. We're not right. consciously right. doing this. Okay. Right. And even though I, I read energy, it doesn't mean I never fall into the pattern of the human conditioning. Right. right. I mean, it's a conscious thing. I have to, it's, right. a, it's a muscle that I always am exercising. Right. So instead it's like, it's going into curiosity. So you're, you're not even, it's not labeling. It's not good or bad. I'm not even really looking at the behavior. I'm not looking at their words. I'm just kind of feeling into their energy. Yes. Right. And right. it's like, huh, man, there's a lot of tension, right? Yes. And like feeling, and if you want to create labels, create labels for the energetic vibration, then it's not even about that person, right? It's just, what are they vibrating? What's their vibration? Mm -hmm. And then kind of feeling like, oh, okay, let me feel that. No, that doesn't feel, that vibe doesn't right. feel in alignment with me. Not bad, not good. It's just, we're not in alignment. Alignment is not personal. Got it. it is just, you either sync and you vibe or you don't. And also it's fluid. So it could be, you know, okay, our alignment is where we're able to come together once every month and it's beautiful. But if we spend more than, you know, three hours together, it starts to get out of alignment or it could be, oh, I can spend two hours and, and here with this person, I can spend 48 hours here with this person. It's also, it's kind of, you know, being conscious to realize this is a game of staying woke stay awake, stay connected, stay in the, what am I actually feeling right. versus we get so stuck, especially with family. Um, and ironically, I mean, I can tell how much you guys really enjoy each other, which is fun. Um, but you know, a lot of times within families, there is a, um, Cinderella moment where the pumpkin, you know, the, 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 what is that called? Turns back, the, the carriage turns, carriage back, turns to the back to the pumpkin, pumpkin you know, and it's just for being sure. honest about that and feeling it and going, Hey, I'm not judging you. I want to set us up for ample success. Right. But it's like, we got a 48 hour, pumpkin mark here and I want to make sure we stay in that Cinderella sparkle so it, it, you can you don't even have to tell them you're doing it right but it's just it's being honest about that um, right. also for you Alex for your energy field like you have so much sparkle you have so much joy you're you're um you're vibrating at with like such uh intensity of excitement that it feels like you're going to pull in, but that makes sense. Cause you've been journaling. You're going to pull in and magnetize in what you want. Yeah. Right. So you're literally like this vortex that is starting to call mm -hmm. things in. 
you needed to get into, so you, Debbie, yeah, right? Yeah. You first needed to get into the melt yes. before you could get into the manifestation. Right. So if we are, um, and trust, trust, believe, right? I mean, hello, I understand anxiety yeah. um, and I understand overstimulation. So it's understanding that when we, when we're overstimulated, right. we're not able to uh, create the magnet inside of our vortex to call things in, okay. right? Because it's almost like we go into this over, we're overstimulated. So we're, we're like oversaturated. Right. So we have to melt first, right? Right. Hence why spirit was like, cool, we're going to slow you down because you didn't listen to the first hundreds right. of, of messages. Um, and then you went into your chill and melt. Right. And now you can get into it's your so journal and manifest. It's true. So yeah. fascinating. So it's understanding, it's the first step is knowing, okay, you've got two messages already that your body is sending you right. from this conversation. Right. One is your toe is telling you, slow down, slow down, get yeah. out of your head. Yeah. So your practice is to chill. To chill, not analyze so much. Yeah, which is just breath, you know, breathing. Yeah. Pushing the thoughts away. Like if you have all this anxiety, maybe you could say, oh, you know, I should come back to that another time and just try to be in the present moment. Yeah. So here's what's interesting I have found in my work is the more we focus on the anxiety, right. the more anxiety we have. So right. even if I'm trying to get rid of the anxiety, mm -hmm. which actually in the medical world is the same thing. If I'm focusing on my disease, right. then I'm creating more vibration of the disease. Okay. So it's what's the opposition. So the opposition of anxiety is calm. Mm -hmm. So when I for myself or with clients when we're dealing with anxiety or overstimulation. And this is, I mean, I work with a lot of people who um, are intuitives and are empaths and, and we, we feel the world around us. Right. So that's, that's a very interesting thing to navigate. And so that causes overstimulation. And so it's understanding that the anecdote to overstimulation anxiety is just cultivate calmness. So it's finding, well, do you need, what's Debbie's own sweet sauce flavor, secret sauce of calm. And so you're, even as we're saying this, can you feel yourself? Like I can just feel there's more calm coming in and there's more, right? So shifting the focus away from even that anxiety is bad or, cause I can also feel there's some sort of label that like anxiety is bad or and it's like, it's not, it's just as energy, right? It's just energy. Right. So if I want a different energy then I can shift it by saying, okay, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to cultivate like, just like how Alex, you're cultivating this, this manifestation right. and you're journaling. It's like, oh, okay, Debbie, what is cultivating calmness? So Alex is, is cultivating manifestation and okay. magnetism. You're cultivating calmness. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. And so it's like, what are all the things that really help me feel chill? So manifestation is not, isn't manifestation though used to keep yourself calm? Can't you manifest and say, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to have a long life. I don't like, think so. No. Um, you, you can use manifestation in so many different ways like you can use affirmation i think the word oh, you're using affirmation. is affirmation yeah. affirmation is great is a tool into manifestation okay right but manifestation itself is literally just actually it's what we're describing in your energy field okay. whenever i say we just know i'm talking about like me and spirit um because yeah. I'm, I'm channeling um people always are like why do you say we <laughs> so um me myself and i but uh no so it's this vibration of what you were describing when you were journaling it's manifesting is creating 
a energetic vibration that is a magnet to that which you desire. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's infinite ways that you can do it. Right. You can journal, right? You can journal out what you want. You could, and when you do journal, it's so powerful to journal in the, um, there's actually a couple different things. One would be, I'm so grateful now that, and then you write what you're trying to manifest, but as if you're already grateful that you have it. I'm so grateful that my mammogram was clean and clear. Right. I'm so grateful that I am healthy. I'm so grateful now that my daughter is living her dreams. Right. I'm so grateful, right? And right. so that's one of the, because then you start creating the, I'm not even hoping for this right. thing. That's what I did. Like feeling that it's already happening. Or as you write it out, it's like, oh my gosh, today was such an amazing day. I was with the horses all day. I love living in Ocala. I loved that I got to see a llama today. I love that, you know, upcoming, we're going to go to the lemur yoga. This is my own manifestation, right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I love all the friends that Teddy has. I love, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really figuring out, um, pulling what you want to experience into the now, feeling it and then you start to become the vibration of it and that's what and Alex you said this earlier like oh do we do we manifest that which we are right do we magnetize right. that which we are and it's like yes and so it's it's becoming that so you can meditate right right some people are like what does that even mean it's just literally can be as something as calm as take closing your eyes taking five really deep, delicious breaths in, maybe even like stretching your neck because our bodies get really tight and tense when we're in our head. And then just in a calm state, start to envision in your mind's eye what you're excited to experience. Right. Right? Not what you don't want, not right. what you're afraid of, but like really feel the health in your body. Really feel you living your dreams. Really... Right feel the next chapter of your life that you're wanting to experience or that you're excited to experience. And as if you're, it's already happening. And then you start, your body doesn't know the difference. So your body goes, Oh, cool. Signal from the mind. We are healthy. Cool. And the cells all start reshifting. Um, you can use affirmations, right? Mm -hmm. So you can, whether it's out loud or inside your head or, or you write them out, right? right. It's, it's um, you know, I'm a healthy, wealthy, abundant, vibrant being. Right. I'm a healthy, wealthy, abundant, vibrant being. I'm a health, repeat, 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 repeat. Eventually you start, and then like, if you can add even some body movement, a little dance, a little song, right? Yeah. It starts to get all of your body, the mind, the body, the emotions on the same page. I'm giggling, I'm laughing. And it starts to override some of the old compulsive thoughts. So right. one of the things is instead of focusing on trying to get rid of negative thoughts, mm -hmm. if you can crowd them out with new higher vibrational thoughts. So the more you start to give yourself this mantra or this affirmation and you're excited about it, that when a negative thought comes in, you can just be like, oops boom, go into my mantra. And right. then you start having fun right. and you start dancing around the, the house and, and playing. And so I've watched people do this with, if they're wanting to manifest more health or clear something out or a better relationship with someone or more wealth. And um, it's so simple that the mind discounts it. Right. And says, oh, I'll do that later. And yet it's like, it's actually the repetition 
it's the more that you do something, the more that you become it. And we just, um, we're so used to practicing a state of potentially a state of negativity or a right. state of anxiety. Right. It's a practiced state of consciousness that we get to practice another state of consciousness. So what, do you, what do you say to clients that you tell them to do that and they say they do that and then it doesn't work? I'm sure you've had clients where they might say, well, Morgan, I did this and I still didn't get that job I wanted or I still, like, how do you then, you know, step back and explain, do you say that doesn't work every time but it's just because it's a way to calm you down but it may not, you may not get the end results you like always. Do you know what I mean? For the skeptics out there, or if you have a client that said, well, I, yeah. did, I tried that technique, not to be confrontational, but no, I'm it's a great question. Like, if yeah. that doesn't work, they yeah. might say, Morgan, I tried yeah. that, I said all that, and I still didn't get that particular job, or I didn't get that house that yeah. I wanted to buy. I love this question. So, yeah. if you ever see me to like look up into air, it's because like, <laughs> I'm channeling, it's because I'm channeling. No, I'm yeah, channeling. I'm so, 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 I'm like hearing, I hear other right. conversations happening simultaneously. Right, right. So, I'm like, huh, you know, and right. so I make faces. Um, so, it's not, okay. yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. you, it's not you, it's me. Um, yes. So, what this is, is, um, and this is really big the logical mind wants to control the how. So, if I say, I want to be, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I am experiencing this, this amazing, vibrant vitality and health. I'm so grateful for my health, this right. vitality, right? And something pops up, right. you know, and it's like, well, I didn't get the how that I wanted it to happen, right? You know, I, the mammogram showed something or the, you know, this test over here said something was in, you know, um, what is it? What's that when they don't actually inconclusive. know? Inconclusive, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <gasps> okay. It's understanding that there is a layer of surrender and trust that everything is happening for you and that how something happens may look radically different than what you want it to. Let me give you an example. I had a client who got laid off, very common yes. inside of 2020, yes. okay? So, so upset, understandably, okay? Inside of a pandemic, she manifested her dream job. Okay. I promise you, if she hadn't got laid off, she would not have been motivated, especially during a pandemic, to look for another job. Right. Okay. So we can either go, oh my God, I can't believe this thing happened to me. And obviously this mumbo jumbo bullshit that Morgan said isn't done even work <laughs> and it's not true, right? Or you can just wait and be patient and stay in faith and stay in doing the work right. and have your mind blown by what does happen. It's just not how you, you thought it was going to happen. Right. Like you said about the job. Oh, I did all these affirmations, manifestations. I didn't get the job. Well, maybe your, your end goal is to be a finance uh, a broker, right? Maybe that wasn't the ultimate job to get you to be the successful broker you want to be. Like you thought that job was going to get me there. That was the end all be all. But then not by not getting that, you would have never had the opportunity to then go work at this firm and make it 10 times better than you could have, you know, right? right? Yeah, it's, this is where getting out of the head and into the feeling is really a game changer because the head's going to be like, go for safety, go for safety. This is exactly how it needs to look. And if it doesn't look like this, you're doing it wrong and it's bad. Danger, 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 right. danger. Because it want, it's so obsessed with the certainty. Right. Well, that happened to me. I got a job offer, but it wasn't what, 
you know, I didn't feel like that was right. And people say, that's the path. You have to go into a small town somewhere to do hard news in order to then become, you don't just go and become an entertainment reporter, but that's not the path I want to take to get to where I want to be. So it's trusting, and I'm, the whole time I'm like goosebumps, goosebumps. Yeah. I'm gonna have to shave after this conversation. <laughs> um, this is a good quality problem yes. to have, but it's just understanding that even as we're talking, the three of us together yeah. are creating, and anyone who's listening is inside this right. energetic vortex right. as well. We're creating a higher frequency together. Right. You're gonna feel even as you leave for the next couple of days, it's a higher frequency because you have three people and a Very beautiful awesome. little service dog in tandem together inside of this vortex, creating consciousness together, right. supporting one another. So the more you can do this too, in, in tandem with tribe, I can even feel that energy yeah. swirling, right? It starts to elevate each of us and all of us simultaneously, right? Right. But it really, so, so, so I'm asking them why, why is this the message they're sharing? And they're saying, because it's important to understand that if you're, hmm, this makes sense. If you are trying to cultivate calm and someone around you is cultivating anxiety okay because that's what you used to do together right then it's going to be harder to cultivate the calm so the importance of surrounding yourself with people they don't have to be perfect because there is no human that is yeah um but that are willing and open to support you, listen to you and share the journey of cultivating the calm with you. So like recruiting yeah. the people around you to share the vibrational journey with you, or at least to contribute or to support the vibrational journey. Right. And you're going to just notice the, the vortex and the swirl of energy that is created from that. It's very powerful. So that when the how that you were obsessed with didn't happen, the person can go, I really, truly feel like just give it, just give it a little bit more time. I, I, I really feel something is coming right. for you right. that will make you understand that this thing is really in service, right? So right. when you had this job offer and you have all this chatter of the otherness of the world yeah. telling you, this is how it's supposed to be. I hate yeah. the chatter of the world yeah. sometimes, right? Because it's very limiting. And then you had your family around you and the, there, were, there were enough people around you going, Alex, Fuck that. Yeah. Like do your way. Trust yourself. Just please trust yourself. And you're like, take the move, take the leave. It, I know it doesn't make logical sense. Right. But it does make your intuitive sense. And you were like, no, it does. It really does. Like, it really I'm, does. I'm like, okay, she's going to California. Then it just sort of evolved out of our doing our podcast together. Like I was asking her the other day. Yeah. I don't even know. How do, how do we even like, how did this, voice, yeah. one day we just started saying I'm moving to California, well, how I've did always, this even come about? It just was like. It's so weird because I've always, it's my husband, I'd love to move to California for as long as I can remember, many years and we live in Connecticut. But how you got there might look different than what you thought. It right. might be through me getting, see, right, right, right here. Right, and so like, then when I came here on the last visit, I was going to do one interview with Alexander for, just for, for fun, just for her to start her own podcast. Right. And we didn't plan to start doing it together. But then it just sort of evolved. You know, yeah. it was like, oh my God, this is so cool. We should do it. And like, then I had that flight from hell. And that was our very first, like I say earlier in the show, that was our first uh, story that we did. And I do believe that, I mean, I've never, I've flown for many. Well, we could talk about that a little bit too. I do want to talk about, yes. you said there were no coincidences. Oh my God, so many things and, in my life. Right. You, and, but so many. The, uh, the balance I'm thinking of is like, 
what you didn't mention, you know, I, I want a red Jeep and then I see the red Jeep. Is it just that you're more hyper aware of these things? Like, for example, there was an anniversary of a, you know, a birthday of someone who had passed away and I drove like only twice that day and I saw his initials on the back of a car, two different cars. And I, each time I went in and I was like, that's so weird, but is it because I'm thinking about that or it's- And she looked for it? Or I, it but even though I was, I didn't think I was looking for anything like that, but then, you, you know, you're, you look up from- your phone in, in front of you in the car, and I'm like, oh my God. Or you look like, like Dallas said today, like you want to buy a red Jeep or something, and all of a sudden you never noticed red Jeeps, and now you're more attuned right. to seeing red Jeeps. Like, what's, what's the balance, I guess? Happening? So, or no and, and. No, yeah, yeah, no or. There are never either or. Yeah. But the human mind likes oh. to do the and, the either. It's like, no, make this clean for me, right. make this clean, yeah. give me yeah. either or. <laughs> it can't be and. Um, that's too much pressure. So it's too confusing. Um, so the logical answer is there is this thing called the reticular activation system, mm -hmm. which logically and scientifically would suggest that, yeah, if you're focused on something, then you're going to see that something. So if I said, um, you know, look around the room. No, so I'm gonna give you a little exercise. Everyone, everyone listening to just look around the room for a minute. Okay. And then I want you to close your eyes. And, and just in your mind's eye, find what was red. Do we open our eyes? Or? No, not yet. You're just gonna find- Picture what was red when you looked around the room. Okay. Yeah. And then now open your eyes and look and see where the red is. Now, in this particular room we're in- I noticed that. Right? Yeah. Is um, there's all these little micro layers of red right. that you're gonna see that you didn't see and actually for days on end oh, yeah, now, now the red right. and the red you're right, right. okay yeah. so that's the logic of this okay right. but the um there's an and here which is the intuitive spiritual energy of this which is that um you know as an example someone crosses over so someone um transitions out of this lifetime in this human existence we'll call this someone dies and um it's their birthday the year later and you happen to see, you know, their favorite flowers that day. And you happen to see, you know, they love butterflies and you see a butterfly or like whatever. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this because it's their birthday or it's like, okay, that could also be them visiting you. Right. 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 So there's an, and like, you're always being guided to a, a more majestic, expansive, beautiful experience. Okay. And you are able to co-create with that guidance by focusing on that which you want to see. So if you want to see red, look for the red. Okay. If you want to see pink, look for the pink. Because more that's than a that, metaphor. I, that's I have not to talk metaphor. about some of my experiences that are so bizarre. And I wrote some of them down just to remind you because I've had so many weird things happen in my life, like crazy. So number one, I met my husband at a train station. I wasn't supposed to take the train. Um, it was supposed to be a different time train. My friend who unfortunately has since passed, she died of breast cancer, but she had canceled that day you know, so many years ago. And, uh, you know, I took a different train. I took a later train because of her canceling. It got me our plan to go there. My brother had an internship or an interview. It got me to the train station to go visit my brother. Her canceling got me to meet my husband. So that was one weird thing. Another very weird thing is a couple of years ago, I was looking at a college with my daughter in Dallas, Texas. My husband and I and my daughter were going out to dinner. My daughter found just, we normally have everything reserved. That was like the one night we had reserved dinner. She found a place out of the blue, amazing high-end restaurant. That was the same day my girlfriend 
was going on a date, her first very, she's single, very first date, she's divorced for just lunch. We're in this restaurant in Texas, and my daughter calls my older daughter, Alexandra, here, and says, oh my God, is this the lady from the Housewives of Dallas? So my older daughter's like, yeah, I think that's the Housewives of Dallas, the woman that's sitting at the next table. So of course, we go over, my daughter starts talking to her, and says, excuse me, are you like the Housewives of Dallas? And she says, no, I'm actually the founder, the original founder of Just Lunch. Of Just Lunch, okay, there are so many dating sites. Okay, what are the chances of being in Dallas, Texas? And how random. Yeah. Like, and so she's like, I actually don't work for them anymore. I'm the one that's the founder. I have my own dating service. She gave my, me the card to give my friend that was back in Connecticut. But how ironic, my closest friend going on her first date the same day, I'm meeting the founder of Just Lunch in Dallas. So maybe that was a sign for her to open herself up and date. That, and that's that's not that. even like a loose coincidence. Yeah. That's like... That's like direct. But there are no coincidences, no, 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 so it's not. Okay, okay let's, let's change our language instead yeah. of calling it weird. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's one. Let's call it magical. Okay. Okay. Instead of calling it, you know, um, yeah, coincidence. It's like no, it's like it's the majesty and the magic of the co-creation with the universe. Like, oh, look at this magical thing and this magical thing. That changes your neural pathways. When we change our language, we change our thoughts. Okay. So when you say it's magical, it starts to give you the mm -hmm. opportunity to embrace right. your intuition, right. to embrace the gratitude of being guided, as opposed to if you call it weird, then indirectly and subconsciously, you're going to block yourself from letting your, your intuition come to surface okay. because you're going to be accidentally subconsciously judging it. Right. Okay. That's exactly what I think too, because when you try to make logic of why did this happen or that's so weird, you're kind of dismissing it instead of just accepting it. Okay. And then you accept it for what it is, you know, like you said, it's magical. It kind of just, it's something that's great that the universe is giving you versus yeah, it's not a trying to label right. it no, or think why and then make it. Right. All right. My girlfriend and I went for a walk. We always would walk and we're like, mother Jeff, she's tall, I'm small. And we would always see this fake arborian, whatever you call it, the tree, you know, the dog, it's a dog tree fake. A big tree made out of like a dog, it looks like a dog um, statue. And we were joking one time after walking weeks and weeks, we're like, let's name it. And I got this thought, it was a dog. And I didn't say a normal dog name, I shouted out Phineas. And my girlfriend looks at me and goes, oh my God, I was just going to say Phineas. And we're like, what? Like that, that is so not coincidental. I mean, and she's like, Debbie, we're like in the same mind. It's telepathy. That's crazy. That that's how I communicate with animals. That's so how I communicate with spirit. I feel like it's I telepathy. Telepathy because it happens. Yeah, we all do. I'll be thinking about Alexandra. Yes. Or I'll say your name, or I'll say something, and she'll call me, or she'll text me right as I'm saying it. Yeah. Right. And and then the other thing that just happened very recently was I was in a store and I was telling my son we were in Boston a week ago and I was like, you really got to get your raincoat. No, mom, I don't need a raincoat. Like I was like, but your raincoat from North Face is so nice. It's too small. I think it's too small. I think we should get you an extra one. And at that moment, my daughter was walking around, my other daughter in Boston with a friend. They come into the store. They come up on the second floor. We're by the shorts. We're not even by the raincoats. And I'm telling them, you know, like, I really want to get a raincoat for my son. I look down on this table and there's this one raincoat, gorgeous color. And I'm like, okay, probably not even your size, Evan, but oh my God, there's a raincoat. Try he tries it on and we're all like- Perfect fit. Perfect fit, yeah. Morgan. Yeah. And so we bought it. Magic. And I convinced him. He was yeah. like, yeah, it's actually really nice. 
but that's another coincidence. Right. And then the last no, not a coincidence. Oh, not a coincidence. <laughs> another magical thing. And then the last magical thing, we can edit if we need to edit if I'm tired. I know. I got to say one more. Okay. Is a friend of mine that I parted ways with who, you know, I don't know what happened. I think she must have had some issues, physical issues, emotional. And I had confronted her by text, by calling her, and she just kept. You know, not confronting, you kept trying to not connect with her. Like, connect with her, hey, hang so, out. you know, thinking of caring person. Like, yeah, I'm a social worker, you know, is there anything I did? Which I knew there wasn't, but wanted to give her the platform of kindness and to open up because I'm that kind of person. I love people and I really try to connect with people. And I, of course, there's a part of me that's like, did I do something I'm not aware of? Even though deep down I knew I did. So she kept denying and denying. And I'll never forget, I was visiting my daughter in Texas again. She actually was in this college. I came back and she, my daughter had called me and we were talking and she was thinking about transferring and all that stuff. She was early on in the process. School didn't really know what she wanted to do. And I go to this grocery store that I always go to. My friend lives in another town. Never in my life have I seen this friend out other than when we would plan to get to get together. And literally I was there, not even early, early morning, mid morning. I walk, as I'm walking into the grocery store and there's several, cause I'm in another town from her. She's walking out. Yeah. I thought you said you had a dream about her the night before. Oh my God, was that the night I dreamt about yeah, her? Yeah, the night before you had a dream about her and then you saw her the next day. Oh, maybe that, maybe, was that? Yeah, that's what I remember. Maybe that was, yeah. I yeah. think that was, I dreamt about her and then the next day, I literally walk and I see her and she's coming out and I stopped her on her jacks, we started talking. And then again, I gave her one more opportunity. It's like it was closure to give her that platform of, I'm dead, I'm gonna get back in touch. She was, couldn't have been nicer. She did tell me about her physical things. Again, reassured me that oh, everything was good in our world as our friendship. And I knew it wasn't. And it was like, that was my closure. Like I had to see her in person. Yeah. To, and again, I firm believer. I don't think that was a coincidence. Yeah, the well, universe are not. <laughs> the, the universe will give you what you need. Again, it just may not be how you think. So right. you, you know, you, you could have this idea that it's supposed to be where she's going to respond to my text message, or we're going to get on a phone call. And this is how I think it's going to happen. And then you kind of let it go and you surrender a little bit and the universe just physically brings her into your manifestation. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding that the more we can let go of how something needs to happen and just trust that in some way, shape, form or fashion, it will. And everything that happens around that is in support of it even if it looks like it's a failure or it looks like a uh, dismantling of sorts right like when people go into new chapters of their life there are things from old chapters that need to be deconstructed and, and dismantled that's not a super feel-good comfort process right and and yet it's one of the most beautiful layers of the alchemy of the allowing the burning away of that which does not serve this new manifestation of whatever this new formation is trying to become. And, um, and so it's, it's allowing the things to fall away, which right. that can be friends that could be, you know, different, um, a particular place that you're in that could be in a, you know, not only place of geographically where you're living, but it could be the, the home that you're in. It's like so many, and again, we saw this in 2020, so many people got to actually pause for a little while and go, how did I actually feel in my life with my partner, my home, my job, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was a lot of, and will continue to be a lot of deconstruction and dismantling until it's like um, the, the statue where it's marble and you're chipping things off. And then inside of that, the sculptor has created 
this vision of this piece, right? right? When they're actually chipping away to get into the creation. So that's sometimes how it looks. Right. Sometimes we're molding, you know, it's the art of our life. Sometimes we're actually creating something with paint on a canvas, right? right. Sometimes we're chipping away. It's just, it, it doesn't need to look a certain way. And the more we can just let go of how it needs to look, how it needs to, the how, but how, but how, but how, I hear that all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do use that word a lot, weird, yeah. but at the same time, deep down, I knew it wasn't a coincidence because it was an important uh, friendship. I had one friend that we parted ways years ago and I never saw her again. And that was fine because it wasn't that important to me. Even though at the time I felt like, oh my gosh, how come we're not friends? And it was bizarre again. So I guess, yeah, you really think like, this was a you friendship that meant firmly a believe everything happens for a reason and mm -hmm. what is meant to be like will be. Yeah, and you know, it's understanding some people use that to avoid ownership okay. of what's theirs. Uh -huh. So I believe that as long as you yourself have done your part in really assessing, and, and Debbie, when you shared your story, it, you, you're looking for, okay, what's mine to own here, right? right? And so it's so important to say, okay, this relationship is no longer in alignment. Is there something or what are the things that I could do to really take ownership for my participation inside of the demise? Or if, if a place is no longer, you know, if I want to move somewhere, it's like, okay, is there anything or what are the things that are still here that do serve me that I can do before I go? Right. So it's like, it's, it's understanding that yes, everything is in service to us. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes though, it's, breaking a toe right. to get our attention. Right. So it's understanding though, that if you ignore that message, then it's like, cool, now I'm going to hit your elbow. Now I'm going right. to hit your, you know, right. or like this other thing or, or twice. So it's like, okay. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you haven't stopped. Yeah. Right. But then what do you tell people? Cause I'm sure there are people who are like, well, with a death or something like that, how, yes. how do you, I guess, not justify, but right take ownership or look into that as being something on your path. I don't know, like little things like that. I know what you're saying. No, that's powerful. It's I was thinking like Nick Cordero and stuff, like when he died, Amanda Kluze, she became notarized through her entertainment and her, her voice about COVID, but her poor husband lost his life. Yeah. So if you could look at it on her path and say she became successful, but at the time she wanted nothing but her husband to live. Yeah. And so she lost out in one way that they gained notoriety and, and accomplished so much on another. Grief is a wild beast, honestly. Yeah. Um, ooh, it is, it is incredible. Yeah. And so, so it, it does and it doesn't, right? It, it's like, it gets complicated, especially for someone. And I respect everyone's beliefs when I say I, I personally, I just, it's my own thing based on, you know, the life I live and who I am and the gifts I have. Um, I know that we don't, stop here like when there's a death right it's like that being is going to their next level of ascension and exploration and discovery and their adventure just because they're not in physical body or in this dimension with us anymore it doesn't mean their journey has stopped at the same time and this is how i would describe grief is um it's like even though i'm an open portal and i can communicate so when my dog died right before we went into 2020 
Um, she had been with me for 13 years, a very, very kindred souls, uh, many lifetimes together. And um, that was actually the hardest grief I've ever encountered. It was on one level, having the spiritual awareness and knowingness that, and the celebration that she went to another dimension and I could still communicate with her, yeah. right? So there's that connection, but that didn't mean that I didn't mourn the physical. Right. So my ownership on my path was, it was time for me to really sit and grieve and mourn and face the feelings instead of run from them and avoid and figure out once I did that, how to leverage them, to leverage the trauma inside of grief on my own timeline, right? To leverage it, to build something new for the world. And that's actually, I, I channeled this through yesterday is trauma when channeled into creation, transmutes the energy and heals everyone that interacts with that creation. So, um, so I really think that that question, like when someone, and I understand, I understand because it's, it is, ang there's, there could be anger that comes up understandably inside of grief for sure. Um, right. And this wasn't meant to be, and how dare someone say this and just the anger in there, I get it. It's just, I personally believe that it really is in service and that it's a part of the learning lesson of how to truly surrender to the lack of permanence that is this existence, mm -hmm. the lack of permanence that is anything, just the illusion that permanence is. It's really an illusion. Um, and I feel like death is one of those pieces that really drill that point home. Um, and I personally trust, and just from channeling spirit, that the timing of departure is intentional for that being and for the beings that were left. Wow. Because my dad died suddenly at 63. But he wasn't sick. He just went to sleep and never woke up. Yeah. And there was no warning. He just had a fever, came back from Florida, had a convention, and that was it. And yeah. so that's, yeah. Yeah. And imagine if you had known, right? So oh something similar happened with my dog where it was like the most vitally abundant being I've ever encountered and within three days just died, right? But imagine you and I, right? Because we have the similar, you know, desire to, we, we do, we would have wanted to change the outcome, right? right? Exactly. We would have tried to control the outcome if we, Spend if he had been- time, like he left a message on the edge of Alexandra and then Alexandra happens with the babysitter or something where he wanted to get together with her. And then we never got together. And then, you know, he passed shortly. And then he was at a psychiatric convention. There was a social worker, a young girl who I found the number in his wallet and I called her. And I was able to meet with her after he had passed. And she told me her experience with my dad at the psychiatric convention. How like he talked about his family, how he loved us. And you know, he's such a such a powerful soul. But that was so great. I got to meet her and hear what his days were like before he passed. Mm. You know, he went home, my mother was there, but he had a fever and then he died. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I channel souls, cause I'm also a medium. So when I channel souls that have crossed over, one of the things they say, and Izzy said this, my, my dog that crossed over, she said this to me and it feels like your dad is coming through and saying something similar to you. Like if we, our type A personalities had known that this being was going to die, not only would we have spent more time, right? We would have sent them to the doctor. Like they would have been yeah. living in the hospital and the doctor and the microscoped and poked right. and prodded. They also would have been, um, 
we would have been spending our last days in anxiety with them, right? So, so it's like their soul is wise enough to understand. I want to do that to that person. Yeah, to go. Hey, this is this is the most easiest way, loving way to do this. But I also do understand that there are beings where they do not perceive the departure of how their loved one left as a loving way. So, so I do not want to invalidate or discount anyone's grief because that. I've seen both ways because my mother-in-law, yeah. Alexander's grandmother, she died of Alzheimer's and that yeah. was so painstaking right. to see That's the, true. The, the way she broke Two down. different opposites. It was complete yeah. opposite of my dad. I don't want to cry. My dad was like, oh, my God. And the one thing with my dad, Alexander, was so amazing. She spoke at eight years old at my dad's memorial yeah. service. We didn't do a funeral. We did a memorial service and there were people from all over the world that loved my father so much because my father treated people in Turkey and all over that I created a book, everything people wrote in, I downloaded and made a book of like how my father saved their son's life. Because my father didn't just deal with, you know, psychosis, he dealt with depression, he dealt with people that were wealthy, people that weren't wealthy, people that were adopted, not adopted, a lot of young young male adults. Um, you know, we did some priests and stuff. But and then I, like when spirits yeah. talk, do you feel like their energy or like, oh, yeah. you, like whenever you're around people, do you get like things that you, like, are they always going? Welcome to my anxiety. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and, and and what's interesting is Spirit always asks me, instead of using the word anxiety, it's overstimulation mm-hmm. because that takes the heat off. There's such a negative stigma. There's nothing negative about anxiety, but it's just, there's a negative stigma with that label inside yes. of the human conditioning. So inside of my tribe, I'm always like, girl, you are not anxious. You are just overstimulated, right? People say a lot, just like nonchalant, I have anxiety or whatever. Well, without, well, not even. No, it's okay. I mean, we all, we all do experience it. Well, it's also, there's this negative stigma that's associated where it's like, um, that you're bad or there's something wrong with you or there, you know, and it's like, no, you're just, you're to me, when someone has anxiety, what that actually means is that you are a sensitive being and you feel more then you can even understand or realize. And so you're absorbing information from others in the world and things and people in places you may be channeling and not even realize it. Does that mean so you're to a answer person? Are you a negative person then? No. Do you do you see do you see though that question? No, but that's so beautiful. That question that question is exactly what I mean by negative stigma. Is it's like, is there something wrong with me? Right. Be like, oh, you're so negative. Yeah. Am I She's negative? Leaving, like, <laughs> because like if she'll say something and I'll be like, that's so negative, but well, I guess Olivia it's just your anxiety manifesting into like work. Like so in the future, working. a way to, to help be a supportive person is like, mom, what's a way to cultivate calmness right now? Right. And you can even <laughs> say it sarcastically and playfully, but you can just, it, it allows you to, she's getting exactly. Angry. What's a way to cultivate yeah, calmness, yeah. Alex? I you and you can be, yeah, right but um, so so yes, when I um, am out in the world, I and that's why I have a hard time with crowds. Impacts mm-hmm. in general, I have a hard time with crowds right. because I can um, sometimes hear thoughts. I can some I can oh. feel the vibration of energy of each person. You know, if someone's had a bad day, woo, what an intense vibration. Um, and so if I'm just walking down the street and there's one person that comes by, that's easier for me to navigate. Or you know, sitting here with the two of you, easier to navigate, even easier to have. Um, the service dog Teddy here, right? But it's, it's understanding that um, it's this, it's, we 
we all are sentient beings. We're all picking up information and energy, you know, and then yes, I, I can walk down and I can maybe see messages that are coming through from someone from someone who's crossed over, right? Or I might just hear a message from their spirit guides. So um, it's understanding though, even if you don't currently access those extra layers, which I believe we all can, by the right. way, but um, it's understanding it's th that it's like, okay, what can you do to cultivate calmness? What can you do to cultivate grounding your own energy so that even if you, you can even bubble energy out, right? You can just imagine yourself in like this little bubble and um, step into observing as opposed to engaging, but that's harder in a crowd. So it's just really finding, you know, what are the things that will help you cultivate calmness out in the world? So lavender essential oil is a really calming energy. I actually use it with horses sometimes when I'm doing Reiki and communication with horses, just, uh, you know, it's yeah. calming. It works with humans too. Um, you know, and it's just knowing whatever you need in order to allow yourself to interact with the world in a way that doesn't create so much overstimulation. But yes, I absolutely that's so cool. Overstimulated like nobody's business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it takes more um consciousness for me to navigate through that and a little bit maybe more sometimes like pre-work and preparation leaving right. my house um because I, I it's like this I love humans right right and I'm overstimulated by humans um yeah. you know and also being around animals really helps for empaths because they clean your energy okay wow. like literally just their physical presence will clean your energy field science is going to catch up to this eventually um and then also you can if you have a psychiatric service dog teach them tasks that will um help you navigate through your overstimulation so just something to, as we're wrapping up pepper in and sparkle in here is this fact of even this conversation came into fruition. We were talking about this before we hit record by Alex and I just randomly stumbling across one another on the street. <laughs> and even though you had already had it inside your mind to invite me, we already knew oh, yeah. each other. Right. So, um, but, but the fact that the way that you even shared this, you were like, way synchronicity and yeah. manifestation and podcast I was like hell yeah you know at a time where I wasn't usually walking where I was walking yeah. and in a space where you didn't usually take that path so just the all those moments where you're like man I I took a different path I took a different time and this happened right so it's just it's trusting that I also think there's something really cool about and I encourage people to connect with their neighbors because look at how many, so I don't know if you've thought about it like this in this building, but um, there are some really like powerfully connected deep souls that I've met in this building. And one of them is my neighbor across the hall that ended up being such a beautiful connection to have during the pandemic wow. to share the experience with. So it's understanding that like everything around you is in support of you and not every neighbor, right? Some people are gonna have a neighbor, they're like, yeah, right, my neighbor drives me crazy. Even that could be a service. Ah, okay. But again, right, your neighbor is then maybe people that you see in repetition yes. while you're at the grocery store. Or maybe your neighbor, right, we're using air quotes here, maybe your Outside. neighbor is the person who works at the grocery store. Maybe your It's the people that we constantly are surrounded yeah. by. And this building, how many people do we have in this? How many units? Oh, I, I think there's like seven floors, right, with like a lot there's eight floors there's, oh eight. there's eight floors yeah there's eight and there's probably like 40 or 50 on each floor Perfect. just yeah so he'll let everyone else do the math in their own head yeah. um uh, i don't have enough fingers to do that math 
So, um, and so what I find interesting is I don't see the same, I don't see people that often. Right. Okay. So I, I have this like sci-fi story inside my head, right? Where it's like, we're all in these different dimensions, these yeah. different universes. And, um, but like I said, my neighbor across the hall, I see all the time. And granted, someone could say, well, they're across the hall. It's like, yeah, but I have that, you know, Just five and 10. Oh my God. Right. This, my neighbor, Lewis, I don't see anybody on this floor except for Lewis who like gave us the car guy. Oh, but I came here last time. Yeah. I started talking to him. He was in the gym with us. Yeah. And now I see him everywhere. He's on my floor right here. Help me get my car fixed. And I have like, thing to say too. You're wait. so right. Cause there's so many people in this building. I never see the same, like same people I see are the people I'm connecting. Pay attention to repetition. It yeah. literally is like being in different dimensions. It really, because your, your vibration creates your dimension of consciousness. Okay. So pay attention. It's trippy, but it's awesome. Very sci-fi trippy, but you're welcome. And yeah. pay attention to, um, the synchronicities of the connection. So as an example, you and I have a mutual connection, yeah. right? But then I didn't, and, and you and I did a, a different podcast together. I didn't even know you lived in the building. Yeah, I, yeah. Right? And then when, when Debbie, uh, you and your husband came into town and we all got together you and then, no. So do you see where it's like, and I just, I keep getting goosebumps, but it's and like, I found you, right? I think dad found you. Did dad find you? Well, like listening I think Leo said that he had done a Reiki session with you and then my, and you were an author and you went, there was like a book price and my dad looked into it because he loves all that stuff. Okay. Do you even see just the, the magical, not yeah. weird, the magical synchronicity that happened that led us together, right? Leo's so Leo trainer. is, yeah, Leo is the personal trainer. Yeah. I've used Leo as my personal trainer. You've used Leo as your personal trainer, right? It's like the seven, <laughs> the seven degrees of, of Kevin like, Bacon. There you go. I've been doing it for over a year with my daughter and Penny. We do it twice a week. Okay. So we all have Leo in common. Thank you, Leo. And um, <laughs> shout out to Leo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So so it's understanding like there are these um, points of hubs of right. connection. And so also just leveraging one of the things I'm, I'm realizing more and more and seeing just come onto my soul radar is leveraging the currency of relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And just seeing who's around us and, and allowing them to expand us, even the ones who you know, maybe the annoying neighbor, right? It's like, okay, well, what are you doing that's allowing that annoyance to persist? But again, I understand there are going to be skeptics that really dislike me handing them the power and ownership of their own life. I get it. I well, feel you. It's true. They want to reason to blame. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I don't even seem like I have to look for things that happen. I feel like they happen in my life continually. I have one more thought that I want to say, share with you that as you were talking about your neighbors, not a neighbor. This was a woman that I went in Connecticut that I was friends with when my kids were young. And then we, we just, you know, different interests, whatever. And I went to buy lights this year. And lo and behold, I reunited after not seeing her for years in my town. She, she worked, she runs the store at the lighting store. And then very recently she stopped working there. So we had, you know, reunited and I, and I wasn't becoming good friends with her, but I just thought it was cool to see someone, you know, some people, you don't, you're fond of it, you're just, whatever, you have different lives and you go in different directions. So then when we went to finish our lighting purchases, she had left. And so I was like, oh, I'm probably never gonna see her again or whatever. I randomly was at this store, grocery store, another grocery store, that's funny how grocery stores tend to be in my thing. It was a complete, it was a nature's, nature's temptations, organic store in my town. 
and I ran into her out of the blue. And I said, oh my goodness, like, what are you doing? And she's relocating to Florida. And again, closure. I got her name, her number, I was saying her name, but her number, you never know. If we ever like meet up again, I can give her a call. It was like God's way of making me like know that like, okay, now I know. Cause I, I care a lot about people. Like I ran into her, she had a good friend and I was like, now we know where she's going. I like they changed your language. You yeah, changed your language to cool. So is there any final message that you want to encourage people or, or that you tell your clients to walk away with like any sort of pieces of advice that people could start putting into practice now to kind of make the first step to creating their life, the life of their dreams and opening up to the universe. Cause right. like you said, there, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening might be of a different generation, moms, followers who might, you know, not have grown up with that allowing that to even be a thought in their head. And now at an older age, they're trying to expand and open and, you know, trust the universe. Exactly. Yeah. I would say, um, one of the first things it, that comes through is just after you listen to this, take a moment to get out a piece of pen and a journal and just get a little introspective about what were some of your takeaways from this conversation. Yeah. Even if you were triggered by something, that's totally fine. Just note it. It's just understanding that there was something that got activated inside of this conversation that if you write it down, you're a bazillion times more likely to integrate it into the fiber of your being. Second is take a moment and do an inventory of repetition in your life. What are the books people keep referring to? Or what are the, who are the people you keep running into? Or what are the numbers you keep seeing? Um, if you keep seeing a particular kind of animal, right? Google the spiritual meaning of that animal. Google the spiritual meaning. If you keep seeing 1111, Google the spiritual meaning of it. Whatever you're repeating yeah. over and over, it is a message. Also, and it's the, the two books that for the metaphysical, when you begin to understand what the, and we'll put that in the notes for the podcast, but when you know the emotions that are driving the frequency that is activating the biology and the body that is creating this disease or ailment or you know some sort of message divine message mm -hmm. from your guides from the the worlds beyond this world to you through your body um you can start to change the way that you interact with your journey of health and thriving and, um, and then finally, it's just, you know, finding what are the ways that you would like to begin playing in manifestation, becoming the magnet, whether it's you heard journaling and you're like, oh yeah, I want to journal out these, all these beautiful things I'm grateful for as if I already have them, right? I'm so grateful now that, and then you have, right. you write down what the thing that you are excited to experience or be or achieve or whatever, um, or whether it's the mantras or whether it's the meditation, but just find something. What about the stones? Like the stones? Crystals? Crystals. crystals. How Can dare you call them? crystals <laughs> stones? Oh, gosh. Um, no, 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 no. I'm I being playful. Alexander won something. So, yeah. From Connecticut, she won something near my house. Yeah, oh, I actually I won the, the Shung Knight stone, which is supposed to be Shung for like, yeah, Shungai, and it was for like healing. You could, you could put these so in water. Really? Yeah. And, you know, that's when I was like having the stomach stuff, and like I won that, and it was, yeah. So it's supposed to be healing and then you did bring me a, a crystal that's supposed to be for like manifestation and right so again that energy it's, yes you can do crystals there's there's no one way right. there's no right way there's no wrong way it's just do a way yeah. pick something yeah. right um and it's not about the thing you're doing it's about the consciousness 
of doing that to allow yourself to cultivate the calmness you want or cultivate the magnetism or cultivate whatever it is that you want. So that's the other thing is really deciding what is it on a more general broad scope you'd like to call in and then just keep a log of all of the magical, not weird, but magical things that start to show up that may not have been how you thought it was going to show up, but that are in service to you. Like that stone you just mentioned, right? It was, it was tied to your healing, but you didn't, that wasn't even on your radar. Your healing was on your radar or what was going on inside of your body was on your radar, but Shungite wasn't. Also, just looking at the clock, it's 111, right? This so, happens to me every time I look point. at a clock. I only see 11, 11, 333, 4, 4, 4 every oh time. Gosh. So, this is very guided, ladies. Okay. Yeah. So, Google the oh spiritual gosh. meaning of that particular number. Okay. Um, and also, when you see repeating numbers over and over like that, it is literally spirit saying to your guides, talking to you, going, girl, you are on the right path. Mm-hmm. You are on the right but path. Do you say numbers or just numbers that you? Recognize no, the same like, like 11, 11. Well, in this instance, 22. In the, if it's, rec- if you, every time you look at a clock, it's, yeah. it's re- repetitions. Repetition is the key here. Repeating. Okay. Um, so one, 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 that's one repeated t- multiple times, right? Okay. So, or two, 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 or even if it's 12, 12, right? So that is a sign like you're on the path. But if you always see the number 57 or you always see the number 23, then Google the spiritual meaning of that number. And okay. you'll just be, your mind mm-hmm. will be blown. Basically the point is, Everything is guidance. Everything is magic. Everything is in service to you. Just even if you're skeptical, just, you know, open yourself just a little bit to some more magic. Um, What's the worst thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. And, um, and if you're still listening, then you're at least open enough, right? So, (laughs) so it's understanding, but yeah, just that's a piece of what I love to do in the work. It's like, I'm unleashing people's magic internally and deconstructing and decoding and deconditioning the human construct of who we're told to be and how we're supposed to do it and all those like projections that happen that that weigh us down from being able to actually be who we are and once you give yourself to permission to be authentically radically unapologetically yourself with practice um life is easy it's yeah. ease. It's, it's, it's flowy. It's surrender. It's divine. So yeah, that's what I would say. I love I mean, that. I love it. It's so, I mean, obviously. And, yeah. Tell the listeners where they can find you. Ah, yeah. So I am on Instagram at Epic Sexy You. So E-P-I-C-S-E-X-Y-Y-O-U. And I am on Facebook as Morgan Field. Um, and, uh, I think that the handle on the Facebook is at official Morgan Field there were some other Morgan Fields out there, but I'm the official one. And um, yeah, and then my website is www.epicsexyu.com. And I have two books that you can um, filter through there. Or if someone wants to do a session, you could book that on there as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Morgan. Yes. I know. Morgan is amazing. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Yes. All right. And thank you so much for it. Yes. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yay.